0: rise up welcome to rise up radar where we keep the falcons on your radar thank you for joining me stan parker for another episode let's have a balling show and we're back again with another episode of rise up radar Uh, we got a solo show tonight we got some good stuff to go through just a quick show tonight um just gonna run through some news and uh some news and notes that have come across the, uh, the Falcons um, franchise this, uh, this week and in today. Um, So this week we learned that there's a list of um, coaching uh, personnel that did not get retained, which is not surprising that I mean, there was some momentum with, Raheem Morris retaining his job earlier last season, but having two five-game losing streaks on your record is just – I think that puts the kibosh on it for sure. But there was talk in the town of, hey, we're going to keep Raheem. But obviously uh, hiring Arthur Smith and all that stuff, but, like, there was no chatter, absolutely no chatter of Dirt Cutter ever coming back. I mean, they, he, like, snuck out, like, like – and people were upset on socials, social media, like taking their last shot at Dirk Cutter. But, yeah, there was there was zero chance Dirk Cutter was out, uh, coming back. He's been linked to that Boise State job we talked about earlier in a different episode. Um, and I'm not real sure he's going to be a head coach there or what. But, you know, you, you know, see you, Dirk. We You know, your services. Dirk Cutter made me so mad. So I'm glad to see him gone. There's a couple other things, other couple other coaches that have been, um, that got, um, they got let go or released or not retained, I guess. But another a surprising, two surprising notes with that is the reason I'm bringing it up, is because uh Greg Knapp, which was a QB coach, uh he was, in some people's circle he could have been an interim, of as a coordinator. It, if Dirk cutter was let go of the last season he's been with the falcons before i mean he was a trusted name and i th- and uh he got released and then dave brock wide receivers coach he um oddly enough raheem morris's old job but dave brock got retained as um the um wide receiver coach so that's some interesting notes there for who got who got let go and who got retained i'm sure there'll be some more um movement there but actually probably not it probably just all in one fell swoop but uh no surprises or a couple of surprises but mostly chalk but the big news of the day is officially the falcons have signed dean pease for as the defensive coordinator charles london as qb coach and dave ragone as the offensive coordinator so if you don't know who Dean Pease Dean Pees is, let me paint you a picture. He is a he's 71. He spent 12 years as a DC with uh three different franchises, with the Patriots, won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Um, he uh, defensive coordinator for the Ravens, won a court won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, and um a couple of years I don't remember. A couple years with the Tennessee Titans but there is some weirdness to his story at the end of his career so in 2018 um, he retires from the Ravens he retires from the Ravens in 2018 and I think he yeah he retires from the Ravens and gets hired 30 days later to take the Tennessee Titans job and so now, two years later, in 2020, Pease retires. Um, retires again, and now he's back as a defensive coordinator. So he's retired twice in his career. Sound like a real Conor McGregor, but um, he's he's had 12 years of experience as defensive defensive coordinator position. Um, he's obviously he's in his 70s. He's seen a thing or two. I mean, going all the way back. To Ray Lewis, I mean, he's even his time with Bill Belichick. So that's pretty cool to have depth of um, experience. And um, he's had eight out of his twelve years has been there. The defense that he's coached has had a top ten scoring defense. So that's a pretty cool. Those are pretty cool um, stats and tidbits right there. Um, Just a kind of background of what Dean Pease brings. Uh, there is another awesome video uh, I tweeted it out from the show account uh, Rise Up Radar Go ahead and follow us on Twitter That uh, I was digging through YouTube And f- came across That um, he had asked to do a speech At Bowling Green's graduation And um, instead of giving a speech He played like a four minute Piano song that he made That he wrote So I mean he was a talented orator uh, talented uh, communicator Obviously That, um, But it, the dude can play some daggone piano I'm telling you what He was slapping that piano around setting it on fire Go ahead and check it out Like it um, and, uh, <laughs> Retweet it if you want to But uh, it's it's a pretty incredible video But uh, also too D.P. is uh, known for his 3-4 I know Dan Quinn had flirted with some 3-4 A uh, defensive scheme Obviously three down linemen But um uh the Falcons ha- typically have been running under Dan Quinn's scheme as a four three. So, um with that being said, if if Dean Pease is coming to the Falcons, does that change the draft any? With that defensive coordinator, you know, what kind what kind of um does he have his stud linebacker because his scheme depends a lot of obviously you can have a nose tackle a three technique and a five technique uh on your line so you have to have solid linemen but you're going to be relying on your linebackers so now they need another linebacker so they've got foyer Lewican michael walker and um deon jones and those are your starting caliber linebackers so you don't have another starting caliber linebacker so could Michael Parsons be in play at four? Absolutely. I think that I think that is in play, but um the amount of needs this team needs, they need a fire breathing pass rusher more than anything. Um there's some other obviously situations. People you'll drive yourself crazy if you start doing mock drafts too early. I've only done one. Um I'll probably do another one here soon, but I'm not going too crazy with it. But there is a situation where you could you know, trade back as far as 20. And if you think 20, the jump from 20 to 4, you would get a lot of value from that because they would obviously have to give up, it's obviously, the number one, their draft pick in the first round, but they would have to give us a second and a third probably. And so now you've got extra picks. You could pick in a safe, comfortable spot right there Najee Harris for Arthur Smith, Coach Art to call um, plays and, and be comfortable there with a with a back that is talented because, you know, we're pretty depleted with talent on the in the running back group. A surprise to me, just looking at this roster, was Quadri Allison. He never really got any run to be um a chance to be a uh, a starting running back. I mean he's from Pitt, um but he's a big body, but I don't know why, but I just never got any run. So maybe He could find a diamond in the rough, and the office coordinator could come in and see what Allison has. But what I'm saying is you need talent in the running back room, and that Najee Harris would give you running back room talent. Obviously, I mean, there are very, very, very good running backs in this draft. You got Travis Etienne, um, Najee Harris, Trey Sermon, even the guy from, um, I think, North Carolina. He's a big back from North Carolina, real shifty. But, yeah, so there's some, there's some quality running backs there that you could do. Obviously, people are clamoring because of the defensive coordinator position. Just got hired, and he's you know he's been around a long time, but he's also had some stud linebackers that maybe a linebacker could be a play. That's all very interesting to me. Um, even uh, Penny Sewell is picking up a lot more steam, and I would not be mad. Uh, at first – Back in when we didn't know any of the discussion staff was, I mean, back when the season was still going on, I, I was dead set on Justin Fields or else. But now, seeing some new faces come in, seeing some new resumes come across the board, and some new, um, new, you know, coaching talent, I am, I am definitely be cool with a. uh, It's not. It wouldn't be sexy, but. You need an offensive lineman But the only problem is is He plays left tackle And if you draft a guy four overall To play left To to come in He's got to start And that would be A weird situation Because one of your best linemen Is your left tackle Jake Matthews He's been the most consistent Him and Chris Lindstrom Played the best this year Uh, You know Alex Mack has been a kind of a shell of himself. Left guard has been a hole. And uh, Caleb McGarity still kind of looks like a rookie sometimes. So the best, there two stud offensive linemen that you have of the five at your left tackle spot and your right guard spot. And Penesul Sewell is a generational left tackle, apparently. But left tackle is taken. So what does that mean? Could you move McGarity inside to play left guard, and you could put? Uh, see, so you're moving two positions. You you're gonna have to either move Penesul to train him to play right tackle, which it's so for somebody who doesn't play football or has has ever played football, it's like you gotta think that everything that you've done as a specialist moving to your left starting with your left foot moving the hips like it's all backwards and all becomes the other way so things could get weird obviously and there's no real training camp going on it would be a lot of virtual stuff so it would be a big learning curve but you could move him to right tackle just from the rip or you could move jake matthews to right tackle and then put sewell at left tackle now you got your bookends and you could now you and you got your guard which would be uh Chris Lindstrom, and then your your heir apparent at center, even though he did not have that great of a year last year, would be um, Chris Hennessey or Matt Hennessy, excuse me, Matt Hennessy. So um, I don't know if if Sewell is is realistic for what the needs are for this team. They need a running game and uh, A.K.A. they need some offensive linemen, but uh, I don't know. That's a uh, I just saw a lot more <coughs> momentum with uh, Sewell at number four uh, here recently. Um, another some other coaching notes would be uh, Charles London. Charles London was the QB uh, running backs coach for the Bears. He gets promoted and comes to Atlanta. And Dave Ragone was the passing game coordinator for. Uh, For the Bears as well For four years from 2016 to 2020 And he's now will be the OC So this is kind of another situation With Eric Biennemi and Big Red Because you don't really know The line of what What exactly the offensive Air quotes, offensive coordinator Does while The head coach is calling plays So um, by the way That is Just we're going to pause that thought right there the Eric Bieniemy situation is like one of the weirdest, one of the weirdest situations in the NFL right now. That, that all these jobs are getting taken up, everybody's snatching their guy, and it seems to be that Eric Bieniemy's chances of getting a head coach are suffering because his team is successful. And I'm a fan of maybe we change the rule to make it an even playing field, so everybody gets an equal opportunity. Because I remember even with Dan Quinn that I think either Arthur Blank had a a gentleman's agreement or or whatever. But you know Dan Quinn when he came in here, um, he was a part of the Super Bowl run of the Seattle Seahawks, and they had to wait for him to get done. And if you got a either impatient head coaching staff or a front office or if you've got a, a front office that is um i don't know maybe like nervous that you're not going to get who you want to get you just want to you know two in the hands worth of one in the bush or wait one in hands worth two in the bush that's what it is so anyway eric b is not not being hired as of right now is a crying shame because he could he should have been hired last year and so there's something it's either he's there's either smoke, there's fire, there's got, there's there's something there of why he's not getting a chance, or the system's just a wreck and not any good because he's being punished, or his opportunities not as, as as his opportunities aren't as good as say a team that doesn't make the playoffs or gets a first round exit. So enough about Eric Bintami. I know he's not coming to Atlanta, but okay, one more thing about Eric Bintami because I really like him and I really like his passion. I like, like the guy, but. It looks like more and more because there's only one head coach vacancy available because everybody's taking up. The Lions have recently hired a guy. Um, Jacksonville has uh, obviously hired Urban Meyer. Oh, Raheem Morris uh, officially signs with the L.A. Rams. So Raheem, we'll get to see what Raheem does with uh, Aaron Donald and company. That'll be a, a fun task for him. And kudos to him, they're a playoff team they're playoff ready right now so uh that's uh that's the definition of landing on your feet uh getting to uh, coach something that you you are known for and are good at with a talented team so uh kudos to Raheem Morse um so but uh yeah so Houston could be a landing spot for for Eric Bieniemy so and the saga continues with the unhappy Deshaun Watson, maybe this quenches that. Maybe this um, placates a little bit for Deshaun Watson if they were to hire Eric Bieniemy. So there's not thought on that. But okay, so all that the reason I said all that is because Eric Bieniemy is in a situation where it came out that he, Andy Reid is calling most of the plays. That Eric Bieniemy calls some of the plays. I don't think he calls a lot of them. So now the question becomes: as an armchair quarterback, as a just someone who sits in my basement and writes articles all day or is all the fans out here is like, Well what does he do? Obviously there's tons of extra stuff that goes into it that just looking at a sheet and calling the place. But um obviously there's gotta be the install, there's gotta be communication, there's gotta be scouting, there's gotta be game plan, there's gotta be all kinds of stuff that goes into this thing. It's not just, you know, Blue forty two set hike. So um, does that hurt his chances? Probably. I don't know. I same thing with this guy, Dave Ragone. What will he be doing? Uh, is he? He's not the offensive coordinator. Maybe in a pinch. Maybe Arthur, Coach Arthur, Coach Smith, Coach Art, Artie, Smitty. We already have a Smitty. We can't be Smitty. Uh, or had a Smitty. Yeah, Coach Art sounds good. Maybe Coach Art. Um, maybe he gets. Inverse head, and they have they hit hit the snide early. Maybe Dave Ragone Ragone steps in. I don't know. Um, don't know much about him. I'll go dig into him some more. But uh, yeah, those are your quick notes for the the week. Dirk's officially out. Greg Nepps out. Brock is retired retained for whatever reason. Pease is in. Charleston is in. Dave Ragone's in. Ragone is in. So um, yeah, that's. That's that's the the kind of the quick hits the cliff notes version of what um, position where the Falcons are. So I think this Terry Fontenot guy is going to be a really good general manager. I, you know, it's hard to I guess predict his success, but okay, I'll walk that back because I have no clue what is going to happen. But um, it seems that. Terry Fontenot is he's on it. He seems sharp and he seems like a go-getter. They came out to there was a story um, about him in the process of being hired. That whenever he interviewed with the Falcons early on in this process, that he liked the Falcons so good that he um, started acting as if he already had the job. So he started he did the interview and then he started acting as if he already had the job and he began to research and seek out head coaches that would fit his style and that he would like. And he he made a list, and on the top of his list was Arthur Smith. Now, if that's not like sharp and a go-getter and, and, and on it and has his ducks in a row and just a uh, driven – that I don't know what is. And that's so. That's such a cool story to me. Is just acting as if you you already know it's gonna. I mean, that's confidence. That's all of it, man. And that's 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 what I like to see. Tons of experience down in uh, New Orleans is, is in a successful successful drafting franchise because they were always had. Maybe not always. Let's not give them too much credit. But they, you know, they had a lot of playoff. Runs So, therefore, they were picking later in the draft. So, they were able to get Alvin Kamara in the third round, able to bring um, pieces in to make that team run, to make that team go. Now, did they blow four Super Bowl air quotes Super Bowl runs in a row? Absolutely. But he didn't lace up the pads. The players did. So, um yeah, Terry Fontenot is going to be good. I like Arthur Smith. I like the the uh, the genuine an energy he brings. Dude, Dan Quinn was so polished. He could have been a politician. He had all the sayings. He knew how to address the media tough questions. He knew how to like naturally deflect. It didn't feel like, you know, he was dodgy. Okay, it did feel like he was dodgy. And it felt like he was a little I don't want to say a fake, but he he was he knew the he knew all the buzzwords and all the answers and it was just He's really, really polished in with in dealing with the media, and this Arthur Smith uh, guy, he just sounds like a guy. Sounds like a good football coach, and uh, he's talking about adaptability. That that that's um, the that as one of his, I guess, taglines that he was going to, the message to the team was the adaptability of this team. So I'm cool with that because that was one team. The one thing that I've been screaming at screaming for for years is that i don't think that dan quinn and the regime or dirt cutter even like i don't even think they all met during halftime that's how many uh that's the adaptability of not adapting to what's going on in the game having your eyes open and getting your hand head out of the sand and uh just being able to change with the times and change in game say, you know what, that's not working. Maybe we shouldn't run inside the tackles with our you know, our our thirty year old running back that's got, you know, ninety year old needs. So maybe we should try something different. So um yeah, man. That that was cool. Another kind of a, a kind of a, a tidbit from Arthur Smith's uh press conference again was accountability, which was you know I don't know if a lot of that was going on during the Quinn era. It sounds like I'm really crapping on uh, Dan Quinn right now, but I'm I'm not trying to do that. Um, But just refreshing as an actual, like, Falcons fan to hear something like that, that accountability, you know, some flexibility. And he said, he says, everybody says this too. It would be weird if he came out and said the opposite of the statement. He said, you know, I have no ego. So if something's not working, we'll just change it because I I just want to win. So – um, obviously, if he said the complete opposite of that, he's like, "I have a massive ego, and I'm never going to change my mind. Uh, you wouldn't win the press conference or get the job for that. But um, just hearing that just come out of his out, out of his mouth and you know his his dad's background, and I know that gets linked with him, that his dad's the founder of FedEx, and he's got you know his dad's successful, maybe some nepotism there whatever. but I like that he's humble like he sounds real sounds down to earth and we're going to see let's lace him up and let's see how tough this guy is he seems like a tough guy like just a little edgy i don't know maybe i'm reading into it whatever maybe it's a finesse but um i'm excited to see the personality come out into this head coach i think um the falcons i really like this terry Fontenot guy um and i gave him a b and a b plus last time with me and todd but uh you know, the more and more I read, the more and more I like what I'm what I'm seeing. So yeah, that was it for tonight. We're just uh, running through all the coaching changes and some, maybe some potential different draft scenarios. Uh, maybe Parsons, Micah Parsons, linebacker. Maybe Penny Sewell. Names you've heard a hundred times. Names you know of by now. Um, but when we get closer down to it, we'll bring some more depth to our uh, research with these names and to. Um, I guess we'll cover the combine of. Of, i guess there's no real official combine anymore this year it'll be um it'll be all pro Days so we'll stay up on top of that too but um i appreciate you um y'all listening tonight and uh just a little quick episode tonight uh solo and uh we appreciate all your everybody listening everybody following the show everybody join the face uh follow us on facebook and uh subscribe to us on twitter tell a friend we're going to keep this thing rolling um And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.